0: Welcome to the Assembly of Yahweh Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you're here. For more information, you can visit hallelujah.org or download the Aoy app on Apple or Google Play. Today is three nights and three days. So when I think about uh, the story of Yahshua's, Yahshua's death and that whole, that whole timeline, um, and then how people think about it today, a lot of people think that there was Good Friday, he died, and then he was raised on Sunday. And we're going to look at that today and test that, and we're going to see if that is accurate or if that is not accurate. But as we go through it, I want you guys to just think about how many times in the Bible that Yeshua proclaimed himself that I would be in the grave three days and three nights um, that's, a, that's a key point in this story and when it comes to when it comes to Sabbath you know a lot of I, as I get older, I believe more and more that Sabbath is crucial to our physical mental well-being and health it's crucial to our family's well-being and health um, and our spiritual life it's very crucial to our spiritual life because Sabbath is the one day that by commandment we are told stop what you're doing, spend this time with your family, study scriptures, take a break, don't work, do all these things that more and more people today are finding hold massive value. Um, And a lot of people, you know, keep their Sabbath on Sunday and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's something that we should be doing. I don't think that's something that is accurate. Um, and, you know, I've heard, I, was, I had this conversation with somebody, and that's one of the things they brought up. They're like, well, I, th- I feel like it's fine because, you know, Yahshua rose on Sunday. So I kind of said, hey, the math don't work. You know, you should look into that. And I'm, su- I'm sure they did. But anyway, so that's what I want to talk about. Um, and... I'm going to go to this handy-dandy 119th Ministries visual aid chronicle that uh, Jose actually gave me one time, and I thought it was fabulous. Um, Now, it may not appear this way at first glance, but there's quite a bit of information on this screen, and there's a lot of nuances that we're going to go through uh, in detail and just going through the timeline Of how what led up to the crucifixion, and then the the time and why we know today um, that he rose on Shabbat. Um, If you guys think about Sabbath, a lot of like a lot of people are starting to figure out the benefits of having like uh, this this day where it's sanctified and it's holy and it's special. So as we go through, anyway, so when i and so what we so i listen to you know random business like books and audiobooks and there's a guy out there who he basically wrote like a whole book about how to not get burned out and if and it boiled down to this sabbath concept that he came up with and this is loosely tied to what we're going to talk about today but i just found it fascinating and basically he said hey um, our bodies are built on a seven-day cycle, and we should all you know, have one day that we rest, and that will keep you from getting burned out. So if you listen to a lot of these podcasts about these business guys, they all have one thing that they all talk about randomly, and it's always this burnout deal. Like they're like, oh, man, I was going and going, I was doing this and this, and then I was, and then I was, I was just so burned out, I just had to take time off. Well, my core belief is, if you're following the commandments of Yahweh and you're doing the seventh-day rest, you won't get burned out because this, by design, keeps us from that. It says, it says six days we shall work, and on the seventh day we're supposed to rest core to a good life. So, um, before I get too far along in the going on here, so uh, I have handed out because... I found this to be rather useful. Um, I've handed out to Resin Law some, some little handouts that they're going to pass around. And feel free to take one. Um, I don't know if we have enough for everyone, but we have probably enough that most people have it. And we're going to be referencing this as we go along. So if, you, if you're not um, able to get one, then don't worry. We're going to have it on the screen a lot. Now, before we get started, I will mention you guys are very blessed and fortunate because because you keep Sabbath and you keep feast days, you are automatically have a massive advantage um, over, over, over a lot of people, just kind of understanding what we're going to talk about. Because if you don't have the concept of day starting when the sun goes down, that starts the day, this whole crucifixion story um, uh, is, a lot, is a lot harder to understand. So because the day starts at sundown, you know that. Because you understand high Sabbaths and weekly Sabbaths, you know that. It makes this substantially easier to understand. Okay, so um, make sure I have it on this slide. Okay, so when we look, I, you can't see it because it's off the screen, but I actually numbered each. Uh, actually, it, will, it should be on the next screen So you should see on the next one So as we read the verses Just as a, a little aside When we're reading the verses that correlate with the number On your handout As we read these You're going to see Next to those um, a, a number, like it'll say four And that'll be the scripture So we'll, you know, go along in chronological order So, without any further ado We're going to turn To Matthew 26, and we're going to read this. When evening came, Yahshua was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him, one after the other, Surely you don't mean me, Master. Yahshua replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl will betray me. The Son of Man will go, just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Yeshua answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Yahshua took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many, of, for many for the forgiveness of sins. Okay, so this is often referred to as the Last Supper. We know it's for Passover Memorial. Um, and this would be, this would, they would be doing this right there at the eve of a Tuesday going into Wednesday. So right there, just kind of like we do it, they would be doing the same thing. Um, so this is where the timeline starts. And Judas is about to betray Yahshua, so it's gonna start a 24-hour period where a lot of things happen in this 24-hour period, as we will soon see. Okay, so everybody I'm sure knows where we are. <clears throat> now, and if, and if for some reason you do, this is the number I was talking about. If, if, if you do lose track, there's a little number five down here. That is a reference to the scriptures that's walking us through these timelines of how this went down. So, um, Matthew 26, um, verse 47. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With, with him was a large crowd, armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now, the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man arrest him. Going, going at once to Yeshua, Judas said, "Greetings, Rabbi," and kissed him. Yeshua replied, "Do what you came, do what you came for, friend." Then the men stepped forward, seized Yeshua, and arrested him. With that, one of Yeshua's companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. "Put your sword back in its place," Yeshua said to him. "For all who draw the sword will die by the sword." Do you think I cannot call my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? In that hour, Yahshua said to the crowd, am I leading a rebellion that you come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Those who had arrested Yahshua took him to Kapheth, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. So, this you guys all know the story of Gethsemane when Yahshua's been praying. They're in this garden. Um, they had done. They had, had the, their, their the last supper. Uh, the memorial supper, supper Joshua was praying, he kept finding them asleep. Well, this is right after that when the high priest comes with these these soldiers and they arrest joshua and this so this would be late on on what we kind of would refer to as uh Tuesday night, but it's really the beginning of wednesday right so you can you can see when he's arrested here at 5, a little later in the day. So now, as we, as we move along, it's, it's now morning. He's been arrested. It's the next day, which would be Wednesday, which Wednesday would be a preparation day. So if you would turn to Mark 15, verse 21. And they compelled the by Simon of Syrian, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. And they brought him to the place called Galgotha, which means the place of a skull. And they offered him wine mingled with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his garments among them, casting lots for them to decide what, what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. So Yahshua was, was put on the tree about 9 a.m. on uh. On Wednesday, so the Romans of course they were they were very bloody lot you know they had they, I was always doing i mean they were they were kind of like really good at torture and and really and that kind of that kind of thing they were they were uh, a t- uh, kind of a, a mean bunch of guys um, so that's when he was raised up about nine a m and when you don't you don't get uh, like when they when they crucify it when they crucified him it, it's not something that happens like they're up there there's he's suffering for a long time as all of you guys know there's a it's, a it's it it goes for a while so now if you're looking at your um if you're looking at your handout i'll flip back there real fast if you're so if you're looking at your handout Yahshua has been crucified at nine, and now we're going to read the scripture which talks about Yahshua um, dying. And this the times are approximate, obviously, but but it's pretty close. So Matthew 27, 46, and about the ninth hour, which would be around 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. Our, our time, Yahshua cried out with a loud voice El El Lam sabachini, that is, my El, my El. why hast thou forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with vinegar, and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Yahshua cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Now that word spirit there can also be breath. So a lot of times, spirit and breath are translated back and forth. <clears throat> so it was about the ninth hour, or three o'clock, when Yahshua died on the stake. Now, um, something that's something that's always kind of intrigued me is you know when you, when you look at forty-eight, there it says, "And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with vinegar, and put it on a reed, and gave it to him." So you imagine they're like dipping. A sponge-like thing, and they're they're lifting it up to him. And the footnote in my Bible says that they, which I don't think nobody knows exactly for sure, but it says that they would do uh, the the vinegar it speaks of is kind of like a really cheap wine or something, and really kind of uh, for but like a real for maybe poor people who didn't have this the great refined wine or whatever. But they think it was to maybe prolong, kind of revive the 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 person, or kind of prolong their their death so maybe maybe they felt like they wanted to prolong it to see what he was saying and who he was calling and what would happen um we we may never know okay so going back we uh Yahshua has has just yielded up his his spirit his breath um about three o'clock and now we're going in to when they're going to play when they when uh, Joseph is going to place his body into the tomb, which will, in that time frame, will kind of start these three days and three nights. So we'll start uh, in Matthew 27, 57. And I might point out this is going in, this is going in. So Wednesday is a preparation day. So this When they're placing him in in the tomb, it's going into a high Sabbath. And this is, you know, everybody in this room understands what a high Sabbath is. Um, But I realize there's a lot of people who probably don't have, who may not, you know, because they haven't done feast for a long time, they may not really understand that concept of a high Sabbath as opposed to a weekly Sabbath. But this would be going into a high Sabbath. So Matthew 27, 57. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Yahshua. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Yahshua. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud, and laid it in his own own new tomb, which he had hewn in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and departed. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary we there, sitting opposite the sepulcher. Next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priest and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said, while he was still alive, after three days I will rise again. Therefore, order the, se- order the sepulcher to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away, and tell the people he has risen from the dead." And the last fraud will be worse than the first Pilate said to them you have, guard, you have a guard of soldiers Go make it as secure as you can So they went and made the sepulcher secure By sealing the stone and setting the guard So notice what it says there It says the next day That is the day the, um, that, the, that is the day after the day of preparation So it was <clears throat> they, So these priests came and talked On that high Sabbath They came and talked uh, to, the chief, to the chief priest No, to Pilate. Okay, so thank you guys are all with me here. So, Joseph puts Yahshua's body in the tomb. The high priest go talk to Pilate and say, hey, we got to make this thing secure. We're afraid somebody's going to steal the body. Okay, so this now starts the night. This starts that first night, 8. So, what we just read there. All right, so now we're going to go in to Mark sixteen, verse one. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. Think about what it's saying there. So on night, so so the women. So in those times, they would they had this like burial ceremony. They would put spices and do all that. So they had the high Sabbath, and then on the Friday, the women come, and that's where they purchase these spices for Yeshua's body. It's, it's, it's another preparation day. You got the weekly Sabbath coming, but they're doing it on this preparation day. But, bef- but before, it was after the high Sabbath, but before the weekly Sabbath. <clears throat> also, look, look at us, uh, we'll read Luke 23 56. And then they returned and prepared spices and anointments. On the Sabbath day, they rested according to the commandments. So, and you can look at these scriptures in, in more context. But basically, why we pulled this one out, and why this one's noted on that sheet that you have, is it, is it pulls out that they prepared these spices, they got this thing, and then it says, and, the, and then on the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandments. So Yahshua was in the grave, they were still keeping Sabbath. Which is always, I mean, out of everybody who would understand Sabbath, you would, and, and if it was going to change or if something was going to happen, you would think Mary and Mary Magdalene would have understood that with all the time they spent with Yahshua. you think that at some point he would have maybe mentioned that, hey, this was all changing. <clears throat> so notice that it is being kept after he's passed. Um, the preparation day so we'll go back here go back to the to the visual so uh we are in we're in the. we just read about the women and their and the preparation and then it says you know they they rested on the sabbath according to the commandments so now you've, you can count them one two three so moving along Now we're going to read uh, in Matthew 28, 1. The resurrection of Yahshua. Matthew 28, 1. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of Yahweh descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for for fear of, of him... The guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, be afraid, for I know that you seek Yahshua who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. And then John 21 does us a, does us a, a good service because it, 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 it paints a little, in my opinion, a little bit better timeline of just what was maybe going on here. So John 20 and 1 says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, came to the tomb early while it was still dark, dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So what they're saying there is, so, so Mary and Mary Magdalene, they have their spices. They want to get there. They're not going to do it on Sabbath. They're waiting till, that, till the first day of the week, Sunday, and they're going to go there and prepare the body with all these spices. But, and, in, and the reason I like John's version a lot is it really clarifies it's dark. So if it, it's, it's dark So he would it's, The sun hasn't even sun hasn't even came up yet But they're trying to go there early And you can imagine in those times They didn't have cars So I don't know exactly where everything was in, in comparison to their house But it probably takes them a little bit of time To go from their house To get there But they want to get there right at dawn And when they get there They find Yahshua has already risen He's already He's uh, already out of the grave So Where does that lead us? Well It leads us to our three The end of our three days And three nights He would have risen On Sabbath rough, On Sabbath evening he Is where he would have, Probably sometime between the hours of, of three and seven He would have He would have He would have risen And that's why When they showed up on Sunday He wasn't gone He was already gone Which is Obviously, key, because if we don't have this fundal, fundamental like, timeline and understand why all of these things happen and why they matter is somebody, maybe one of our kids, is going to ask us one day, if we're, if we're doing Good Friday and we think that he rose on Sunday and that's how the name changed, they're going to simply do the math and understand it doesn't work and they're going to want an explanation. And what we do know is that Yahshua is not a liar. He said he would be in the ground three days and three nights. That's a basic, fundamental idea and thought. Because if he, if he said that and that didn't happen, it would bring into question many more things, right? So it's very key that we understand how that works and why it works. I will say, you know, because of the... High, High Sabbath, and the different things, and how when we think about day and night, it's a little different, right? We kind of think the day starts in the morning, and and then you got that Wednesday night. But obviously, the Jewish day is much different, as we know, because we have the advantage of doing Sabbath. And understanding sundown is when Sabbath starts, and then sundown again is where it would end. So that's a big advantage we have, uh, the blessing of understanding feast and high Sabbath. But those are very important concepts and ideas. If you... I have some other scriptures here. And these are just scriptures. You may want to just write them down and think about them because this is just when... uh, Scriptures where it talks about three days and three nights. Three days and three nights. I'll be in the ground. Three days and three nights. Just kind of... Just to confirm that. So... High Sabbath. We all know that you get that high Sabbath concept, and all of that's laid out in Leviticus 23. So when somebody says, okay, well, that may be good, but where do you come up with that? Where's the high Sabbath at? Leviticus 23 talks about the high Sabbaths and talks about how those are holy convocations. It's the beginning and the end. You know, so when we think about the keeping of Sunday, you know, when you look back at time, and, and especially now with the internet, it's so much easier to study this stuff. But you start looking back, you start seeing all these things that kind of, a lot of little things, I think, led the uh, your typical kind of Christian to that Sunday worship. You know, you think about back in Constantine in 3, uh, 321 A.D., how he passed the rule, he was getting his these guys to everybody kind of get along and how he kind of started it there and then you have you can easily find quotes from the catholic church where they talk about that they changed it like they're not they're not really hiding it they just say hey yeah we decided it was different so if you if you do a little research you can find a note that came out it was called the catholic mirror it came out in uh in september 23 of 1894 where they say in this it's a it's kind of a Catholic newspaper or whatever you want to call it. But the Catholic Church, for over 1,000 years, before the existence of a Protestant by virtue of her divine mission, changed the day from Saturday to Sunday. And then they have a, a similar one in the Catholic Press in Sydney, Australia, says Sunday is a Catholic institution and its claim to observance can be defended only on Catholic principles. From the beginning to the end of Scripture, there is not a single passage that warrants the transfer of weekly public worship from the last day of the week to the first day of the week, which I would totally agree with them. And they don't, they just, they're basically saying, hey, we have the authority, and we changed it way back in the day. There's been these, I would almost call them traditions, and these little things that they've said, they've kind of, hey, it's now this other day. Um, and I know you guys have heard me say this a lot of times, but when you think about time and Sabbath, like, Yahweh made you know Yahweh makes things holy. Like there was things about the temple that were holy. There was uh, he does this. Well, Yahweh made time holy. He consecrated it. He said, This is the time, this is holy. And that only time that he did that was on Shabbat, which was on Sabbath. That was the only time in the whole Bible where he says, This are holy. Now he also did his high Sabbath the same way. He said, these, these are my holy days, right? So If Yahweh is saying, these are my holy days, we are not, we don't have the authority to change them willy-nilly. So that's why I feel like for us and our kids, it's very important that we understand these timelines of how these three days and three nights. Because that's something that some people will bring up as, here's why Sunday worship is allowed. And, um, I feel like that went pretty quick, but as they say, when you run out of stuff to say, stop talking. So I appreciate your, uh, your kind attention. I hope I didn't confuse anyone, uh, with that. And if I did, you can, I can get you more of those little handy handouts and cause then, and there's information on there. That's also that we didn't cover. You should probably look at, but it's, It's a great little visual, great little timeline. They did a wonderful job on it. Um, uh, Thank you very much.